two, three, four, get my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive, six, seven, eight, feeling great. Nine, gonna shine, life is good. I'm doing five, ten, gonna do it right and do it again, yeah. I look into the sky with all the beautiful color, but there's more than just for me, so gonna share it with another. I got two show to give, let out, I want to sing and shout, take a look. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. I am extremely pleased, and that's because we're bringing on one of our most talented and, frankly, most versatile presenters, a young lady who, frankly, is as entertaining on camera as she is off, ladies and gentlemen, from the UK. Let me introduce and welcome Scarlett Rose. Scarlett, it's a pleasure to have you on today's edition of Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. I mean, it's it's really cool. Thank you. So, so is that something that you've taken on over time, or was the fearless Scarlett Rose the fearless Scarlett Rose from the beginning? <laughs> I think um, when I was quite young, I probably had a very fearless streak, which set me down a path uh, onto mm -hmm. what I do now. Um, but that said, I yeah, I like to kind of do a lot of different things. So mm -hmm. lingerie reviewing is one of my favorite jobs, um, but it's right. only a part of what I do. Right. Well, I know for a fact, um, again, in, not in stalking you, but following you, different thing. Um, <laughs> in uh on instagram that you do high fashion yeah uh you do some very cool um bondage work and also uh some outstanding stuff at you know in nature specifically most recently your trip to, to the um to nevada and to uh, the great uh southwest out there yeah i'm really lucky that my well i i guess I tend to class it as one job, but I think it falls into many different categories. Mm -hmm. um, but primarily, I'm a model, so I'm really lucky that that does take me all over the world. And mm -hmm. I get to do a lot of different styles in a lot of different places. Um, and I have to say that being in Vegas was one of my favorite trips so far. That was absolutely fantastic. You know, Scarlett, um, as someone who goes to Las Vegas many times a year, and has worked there quite a bit. I think, you know, the first thing you think about Las Vegas is, of course, the Strip, really, where all of the, you know, gorgeous hotels are and, and all the big shows and all of that stuff. But they don't realize that around Las Vegas is some of the most amazing um, areas nature-wise that you could possibly imagine, from deserts to mountains to all kinds of rock, you know, um, uh, rock formings and things like that, where it lends itself to all different types of uh, of both modeling and um, and exploring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I spent a little bit of time kind of in the center of Vegas, uh -huh. um, but the things that I really enjoyed were kind of going out to like the Valley of Fire and Death Valley, mm -hmm. and just seeing landscapes that are so different to back home. Um, I think one of my favorite genres of modeling um, mm -hmm. is what's called kind of art nude is the industry. Uh -huh. um, and basically, I just really enjoy uh, blending my body with nature and kind of whether mm -hmm. that's 
formations or sand or trees or whatever it is and yeah there was just some incredible places to do that in Vegas it really really blew my mind it one of the interesting things as I said someone New Mexico I've been throughout all the southwest there um that's amazing to me is in some regards it almost even looks like you're on a different planet yes yeah there was um a place that I visited called the devil's golf course I think Mm -hmm. and yep that was very much like being on the moon or something. It was completely mm-hmm. out of this world. And you know, some of the um, great shots that you shared on Instagram um, out there, I mean, it's just, um, it's almost as if you were capable of blending in, if you know what I mean, to the, uh, and becoming one, if you can, if you will, with the nature and with that phenomenal backdrop out there. Yeah, I absolutely love that kind of thing. Um, That's very much my personal aesthetic. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people um, have a big kind of issue with nudity and, uh, yeah, people's bodies. But I just really love using my body in a creative way and kind of um, the contrasts between uh, natural textures and shapes and the human form, uh, particularly Mm -hmm. female form. I just really love how those two things kind of blend together or contrast. And I just think it all comes together to make beautiful artwork. Well, certainly it does in your case. And obviously you have some very talented um, photographers and also some uh, fellow models that uh, participate in, in that with you that are, uh, that create such striking and uh, amazing uh, pictures. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I've been really lucky that over the last, I don't know, 10 or so years, I've worked with some incredible people, mm-hmm. uh, and that's both models, artists, photographers, mm-hmm. uh, makeup artists. You meet so many people in this industry, and it's it can sure. be really, really inspiring. What do you find to be the most exciting part and fun part of modeling, and uh, perhaps something that you know, that you would like to impart to the uh, listeners uh, about something that you're not so crazy about? <laughs> Let's start with the positives first. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, something that I really enjoy is that uh, everybody that comes to me has a kind of an idea in mind and they try and explain mm-hmm. it. Maybe they want this kind of look or using this kind of mm-hmm. clothing or they have an idea in their mind and they can't quite articulate it. Mm-hmm. And I really, really love that I can take that idea and completely bring it to life and kind of use mm-hmm. my body as a, almost like a canvas for their ideas. Right. And that means that I'm, I end up being a bit like a chameleon. So every day is something completely different. Right. And really wonderful to kind of then look at the images that you've created with somebody and see mm-hmm. the look on their face when they realize that their ideas have really come to life. And usually in a, um, an even better way than they kind of imagined. That's that's something that I just feel passionate about all the time. Well, I mean, it's as someone who has done many video productions um, of behind the scenes of things like, um, you know, Sports Illustrated and a number of other projects I've worked on. uh, It's always good to have models who are, um, creative and um, go above and beyond and certainly you fall into that category thank you yeah I I toyed around with the idea of kind of 
uh, working for agencies and things like that when I was younger. But um, mm-hmm. I've always kind of stuck to being freelance because I think it just gives me so much control and I can mm-hmm. decide to work with and often have a lot more kind of creative freedom in the, the output. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really nice. You did okay. Ask- and- Go ahead. I was going to say, you did ask me also about the aspects that I do not like so much. Uh-huh. Um, and I think my uh, my kind of top number one thing that I hate mm-hmm. is um, the way that people on the internet treat you. <laughs> and I think this is a very broad topic and probably applies to a lot of people that work with their image online in different ways. Um, if you could see me, I'd be raising my hand at this point, yes. Yes, I can imagine, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a kind of, a lot of people hide behind their keyboard or behind their phone, and they say things that they would never, ever dream of saying if they met you in person. Uh, and it just makes me really sad and really frustrated. So please, can people on the internet be nicer? That would be great. Yeah, I, I like to call them keyboard warriors. Yes. Uh, because I find myself, I found myself, I don't do this anymore. I find myself, especially in the Twitter sphere, mm-hmm. where you would sit there and go, why am I arguing with, with someone named Dweezil44? Um, they don't have the courage to even put their own name up. And so it's like, I went down too many rabbit holes and finally realized, well, well wait a minute. This is crazy. Um, all you're doing is feeding the beast and stop it, um, you know, and that's not to say you can't have fun and intellectual conversations on either any of these social media platforms. You can't, but to Scarlett's wonderful point, um, there is a nastiness, uh, that is pervasive in those areas where people, you know, anonymously take pot shots, um, at you for any number of reasons, either good reasons or bad, and uh, they don't uh, they don't show common courtesy. And I think that someone like yourself, Scarlett, I mean, I'm I'm someone who puts a number of different things out there uh, in the way of whether it's political or or educational or entertainment wise or sports wise. You know, you got it comes with the territory. You understand there are going to be people who like it, dislike it. But in your case, you're putting out art, okay? And yes, you can be subjective and say, I like the art and don't like the art. But there's no reason on earth to follow you and watch and see what you're what you're putting out there and to be anything other than either appreciative of it or if you don't like it, just don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's funny if you could see me I've been kind of laughing along this whole way through agreeing with everything that you say about the whole keyboard warriors and things like that and yeah I I guess it's um it's quite hard not to take things personally when your face and your body are your brand uh, so it's very hard to have a level of separation which I think I've just about managed um yeah. but sometimes uh, one of my partners sees me furiously typing and they ask you know are you are you arguing with somebody on the internet and that's usually time to put the phone or the laptop or whatever away and realize that maybe a cup of tea would be a better solution well said scarlett well said i i gotta tell you you know it's it's um prior to social media 
for those, you know, for, in my own case, since I produced and directed a lot of television, you would pick up the morning paper, right? And yeah. you knew that somebody was going to write a good review or a bad review about what was done the day or the evening before. And you just, you know, you're like, okay, do I open it before I eat breakfast? Do I open it after I eat breakfast? You know, what's my day going to be like? Um, because somebody's going to say something here. And, and, and as you say, you know, you are the brand. Um, and if you are a creator, you take this stuff very personally. And there's no way you cannot take it personally. Your name is all over it. Okay. So for someone to critique it, if it's a fair critique, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I but totally if, agree. Go ahead. I'm all up for kind of um criticism as long as it's actually mm -hmm. productive and helpful. I'm the most self-critical person in the world. And right. I really, you know, I enjoy pushing myself and getting mm -hmm. better and creating better results. Um that's that's absolutely fine. It's just the thoughtless comments, I think. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> and a lot of those. Uh, there's, there's, there's uh, not a lot of thought goes into uh, saying you're wrong, and this is why, and blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, you don't like it, fair enough. Do me a favor, lose my, you know, Twitter handle, forget my Instagram, just stay away from me. Um, you know, if you don't like me that much, cool. I'm great with that. Just leave me alone. Um, now you got to the part about, you know, nudity and whether people are in it for it, whatever. I, I can honestly tell you that, um, as I said before, doing these television productions of behind the scenes of some of these shoots, you know, when you're on a beach at 4.30 in the morning, as the sun is about to rise and the temperature is, oh, I don't know, somewhere between 50 and 60 degrees, not quite beach weather yet in the morning, the least sexy, the least, you know, sexual in any way situation is to be there with, a, with video cameras, with equipment, with an entire crew shooting women on the beach as everybody's trying desperately to look great when it's impossible almost to pull that off. Um, I know from, as a producer, as I say, it's, it's a job. We do it. There's a lot worse jobs in this world than being on a beach with a group of, you know, swimsuit models. I, I grant you that. Um, but from a model standpoint, it's also, work and I, and you know you might think it to be glamorous and yeah it's it's a, it's sad but it's not easy looking naturally beautiful and being on a beach at early in the morning when you know you just don't feel like being there yes i i kind of half of me sort of wants to um keep hold of that nice uh, fantasy image of what it's really like to be a model and how glamorous it is. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that, yes, I spend a lot of my time being very, very cold. Um, I have had onset hypothermia twice in the last two years. Oh my God. From, um, getting ready to shoot and being in very mm -hmm. cold conditions, <laughs> right. which is not super glamorous. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, uh, 
sometimes the things that look the most beautiful and the most sexy mm -hmm. in the final image actually mm -hmm. require a lot of uh, hard work and dedication. Right. It is one of the reasons that I like working with other models because especially, mm -hmm. as you say, that kind of just before sunrise, that mm -hmm. is the oldest time and right. huddle like a penguin. So having other models to huddle to really increases my body warmth. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We all we all have to get warm somehow. Um, you know, uh, having done a lot of catwalk stuff, like at Fashion Week in Paris and Milan and and also here in the United States in New York. Um, backsta backstage at those types of things are is chaotic. And um, I don't know if you know Katie from Brighton, who of course is also one of the great presenters on Lingerie Lowdown. Uh, but Katie um, had a great story about jumping in and out of you know these dresses, right? Uh, behind the scenes where you're being, where, you know, you've only got a very short time to change from one to the other. Well, she was talking about wedding gowns and that she, because she's a very statuesque young woman, is often asked to do wedding stuff. And, you know, wedding dresses are not easily gotten on and gotten off. Um, and she actually said about the third time in this rotation of getting in and out of dresses, she actually had, you know, skin burns scrapes on the side of her you know hips because of the way you know jumping in and out of these these outfits and you know it, when you look backstage again we're talking about the the less than fun glamorous parts it's jumping in and out of these things that you actually can uh injure yourself just uh by showcasing the clothing yeah absolutely um I think another fun part of kind of the behind the scenes to all of this is that mm -hmm. um, when you're wearing big dresses and things, especially out on locations, so either in the desert or mm -hmm. the mountains or whatever, um, you also have to think about your surroundings. So yeah. uh, sometimes I might be wearing a really big, beautiful dress, but underneath I've got leggings and walking boots on because I'm still mm -hmm. scared there's going to be a snake that's going to come under my dress. and. So, um, yeah, sometimes it has to, unfortunately, be a little bit less glamorous than uh, it finally looks to be. Yeah, but it no. has an amazing skill in um, mm -hmm. the change seamlessly outside, surrounded by people from one outfit to the next. So I feel that's right. a, a new skill that I've acquired purely from modeling and having to do a lot of outfit changes in not super controlled uh, environments. It's well, the other part of it too is the importance of um of being able to focus you mm. know and 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 understanding that okay, I've got to do whatever it is I got to do, regardless of how many people are around me and whatever chaos is going on, uh, my focus has got to be on getting into this and getting out there for the shot, yeah, definitely. I think um whilst a lot of the modeling work that I do is typically for a still image mm -hmm. um often i think of myself a bit more as an actress because like mm -hmm. you say sometimes there can be crowds of people stood around watching especially if you're in a, a town or a city or something like that sure um, and yeah you you just can't wait around for them to go and you can't be shy and i think at first when i first started modeling i was really self-conscious and people looking mm -hmm. at me put me really on edge and now i just have to commit to the job and if i if people think it's funny then that's fine by me i'm still going to get the images i'm still going to do my job and i'm just going to have to laugh it off i guess 
Well, I can't tell you many times I've been laughed at and I'm living with it. So um, as long as as long as the, the checks cash, I'm good with it. So <laughs> they can laugh all they want to. I'll, and the old joke, you know, I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Let's talk a little bit about how you got started with uh, Lingerie Lodo. So that's a very good question. Um, I've been working with them for a few years now. And I can't actually remember how I first came across it. I think it was um, by seeing a couple of other models that I know mm -hmm. working for the company, uh, especially when you start to follow each other on social media and sure. you end up with a lot of the same kind of contacts. Um, mm -hmm. So I can't remember whether I reached out to them or they reached out to me, uh, but I just thought it was a really fascinating concept. Mm -hmm. I love lingerie. If you follow me, you probably will already know that. Um, I'm quite passionate about it. <laughs> I have a bit too much to say about it. So I thought that working for a company that um, isn't biased mm -hmm. is a really nice uh, thing to do. It means that I can speak very freely. I can speak very honestly. Uh, I can review products and be 100% honest as to what I think and not having to think, oh, well, I'm sponsored by this brand, so I have to say right. they're great even if they're not. Um, and it's just really nice to have that kind of voice. And I've had so much positive feedback by people that have watched the videos, that have joined the sites and found it really either useful when they're searching for laundry or hosiery for people that they love or even for themselves. And it's really nice to feel like I've had a an influence in something that can be quite so private and intimate to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's, it was a really, really nice thing that I got into and I'm very glad to do it. You know, um, one of the things to Scarlett is that, um, you know, I've done number of reviews with, um, I'm sorry, podcasts with um, uh, the brands. And uh, so many of the people involved with the brands say that they literally can't wait to see, you know, the presenters and how they respond. And they take it great to heart. If for some reason there's something you dislike or feel can be better, uh, they actually take notes on that and they they do in you know try to um, take whatever your critiques are uh, to heart because they know a you know what it is that you're wearing right you're a professional at it you've worn it before and b that you're not going to give feedback that isn't honest. Yes. Yeah, and I think that I've kind of spoken with Laundry Lowdown a few times where mm -hmm. perhaps I've critiqued something and they've actually come back to me and said, you know, the brand has really apologized for this or they're going to mm -hmm. do this to improve it. And it's actually really nice to what I kind of sometimes think that maybe what I do doesn't have that much of an outreach. Mm -hmm. um, when I get that kind of feedback, it's it's really amazing to know that actually something that I've said has potentially improved the brand's product and then that's improved it for you know, so many more people. It's it's really, really nice when they actually take on board what's been said and use that positively. You know, one of the other things I can say about Scarlet and uh, and I strongly recommend folks if you um if you haven't, you know, checked her out on Lingerie Lowdown, be sure to do it because one of the things I love most about Scarlet is she's got a wicked sense of humor. And uh there was something, I honest to God, I can't remember what it was you were viewing, but it was like half a shirt or something. I forget. Anyway, you looked at it, you looked at it when you took it out of the package 
and you looked at it and you weren't quite sure what it was. And then you put it on and you go, is this it? Isn't there, there's gotta be more to it than this. And, uh, and you really just, it was so funny um, the way that you put it. It was just like, okay, well, if this is it, this is it. We'll do what we can do to make it look good. But, you know, what are you doing here? So, um, so yeah, I think you've got such a, a wry and, and fun sense of humor that I think that it's one of the things that attracts people to want to see your reviews and to follow you on Instagram. Well, thank you. That's really nice to hear. And, yeah, I think something that I... I've probably learned from both modeling, reviewing, and all the other mm. things I do, but you just can't take yourself too seriously. Um, no. I enjoy doing what I do, mm. but yeah, sometimes you really have to make the most of a situation, and uh, mm. smiling and accessorizing uh, really goes a long way. <laughs> yep, never hurts. Um, you know, obviously, fashion is something that uh, that you're interested in, and modeling as well. What... Uh, what does Scarlet Rose want to be doing in five years, 10 years from now? That's a very, very good question. Um, I like to hope that um, people will continue to book me for creative artworks because that's mm -hmm. I love and I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, I think the internet and the kind of online world is changing a lot. Something mm -hmm. that uh, is quite a quite big debate amongst models and photographers is the creation of um, downloadable content. And mm -hmm. a lot of people see this as quite a negative thing, but as a young woman, uh, mm -hmm. I'm really excited about being able to create my own content because that gives me so much freedom of expression, so much power, so much uh, control of my income, of what is produced of me and put out on the internet. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of hoping to move more into the content creation side of things. Um, and make it a bit more of an equal split between uh, modeling and then creating my own content and hopefully doing more review work as well. well. I think that, you know, you hit on a very important point. And that is, you know, we now live in a world where Scarlet Rose content is marketable to yes. a fan base you've created a fan base and it's a base that you know is follows you because they like you so why not create content for you know an audience you've created and, and built an audience now as one matures and moves on right that does not mean that you cannot continue to create and continue to expand your brand as you personally grow. And so getting people to follow the Scarlet Rose brand from day one through your 95th birthday um, is something that I think is, was so uh, difficult in the past and remains difficult in, in the present, but certainly not difficult in the past as it was in the past. You now have a platform by which multiple platforms, frankly, where you can take that brand, expand that brand, and control it. And I think the most important point there is control. You then control what is seen, what is put out there, what is under your brand, versus you being involved with somebody else and have little or no control. 
uh, over it because you signed a model release that allows them to do whatever they wished with it. Yeah, and I think it's also nice that um, something that wasn't available when I started out in this industry that is now, mm-hmm. that when I'm creating my own content, I can speak directly and engage directly with my fan base. So mm-hmm. um, I have fans from all over the world and mm-hmm. they send me their requests via email or via Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. platform and we can discuss directly. And it's really nice um, to be able to kind of create things that are very specifically for one person. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that just purely uh, social media has created that and made mm-hmm. that available. Because like I say, 10 years ago when I started this, um, I, maybe I used Facebook a little bit or whatever was around. The The engagement with people directly is still quite new. And that's mm-hmm. really exciting to see where that goes and to be able to cater directly to people um especially people that have followed me for quite a while mm-hmm. uh, have really supported me through all my different kind of experimental phases as what's going to work what's not going to work um and yeah it's really nice to be able to speak to people and create the things that they want to see let's talk a little bit about um some of the things you've liked reviewing for lingerie lowdown and a few misses you don't have to name brands but you can uh if you want to i mean i don't think they, that they mind but it's up to you a couple things you liked and a couple things you know like eh, not so much um <laughs> i think one of the potentially slight issues with being a laundry reviewer is that mm-hmm. you get a bit of a taste for it and right. Um, a lot of my friends joke and call me a princess and say that I'm very princessy. And I think I have become a bit of a lingerie snob. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so things that maybe previously I wouldn't even think about, now I pay super attention to detail. So things mm-hmm. like you know, the, the stitching on my pants or... Mm-hmm. how perfectly neat the seam is on a stocking and things like that um, that I never even noticed before now are the things that I go to first to check. Um, so I really enjoy reviewing, um, I guess, what I would class as the kind of um, high-end type brands. Mm-hmm. So a company that I've reviewed a couple of times recently has been Impudique, mm-hmm. which is a brand that I had never even heard of until I received one of their items to review mm-hmm. and very quickly become my most worn favorite piece of lingerie. Um, and I think because I'm so addicted to lingerie, occasionally mm-hmm. I do treat myself. And I just think it's really nice to be able to review things and find hidden gems because quite often you can pay a lot of money for something and that doesn't automatically mm-hmm. equal quality. Right. So I've reviewed products that have been way out of, you know, what I would expect to normally pay. And actually the quality has been dreadful. Um, but there are really nice brands out there that their quality level is absolutely impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like doing that kind of thing. Um, but something else that I'm starting to enjoy is a couple of brands that are less focused on gender. Mm-hmm. Uh, products so another one that springs to mind is i started reviewing a couple of items from perky pants mm-hmm. 
Um, so occasionally on Laundry Lowdown, I film some duo reviews with Duncan. And we recently um, had a couple of pairs of pants from this Perky Pants company. And I really liked that um, they weren't necessarily masculine and feminine. They were mm -hmm. definitely fitted to different body shapes, uh, but right. the designs were actually quite similar. So most of the time I do like to feel super girly girly. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't. And it was really nice to see um, a brand that kind of was not so focused on uh, gender stereotypes. Right, uh, so very unisex type outfit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that was really nice because I think it's so common to see, you know, mm -hmm. uh, things for women are delicate and lacy and things for men right. are square and not lacy. And it's kind yeah. of nice. I think people are now starting to blur those lines and say, like, hey, what if we just create underwear? Right. <laughs> Does it be gendered? Um, probably not. Maybe it just fits different body shapes a little bit differently, but does the mm -hmm. design be different? Hmm, maybe not. So no. they're two complete ends of the spectrum, and I like that I get the opportunity to, I suppose, explore my own um, thoughts around gender and stereotypes mm -hmm. through laundry. It's which is yeah. kind of a cool way of doing it. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's a very interesting and fun way to um, to do it. I um, um, Mac Weldon, which is a company here in the United States, um, was one of my sponsors, and um, they sent me uh, some, you know, silk under um, boxers, and probably. I don't think I got to wear them once before my wife had, had used them three times. And it's like, <laughs> she's like, but they're so comfortable and they look cute and they're great. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, when you get around to it, um, I'd love to wear them. Uh, so, but to your point, I think the gender aspect of, of um, how, you know, everything from, from, um, boxer shorts to uh socks shirts whatever um there is a uh, a conscious effort now to make them less male oriented and less female oriented and blur that line between the two yeah i think i'm in a very privileged position that i am uh assigned female at birth i present as mm -hmm. a woman um whilst i'm not straight i i can very easily pass as being straight mm -hmm. um so it puts me in quite a privileged position, but it's really nice to yeah realize that gender is becoming less of a a set thing, and mm -hmm. um, it gives you know I have a lot of friends um, who don't particularly like the assigned gender, or maybe mm -hmm. they do, but they just don't want to dress in a particularly feminine way or whatever it mm -hmm. is. Um, I just really like that. There's a lot more option for exploration um, mm -hmm. and for expressing yourself through laundry mm -hmm. these days. Um, I think that's a really, really nice and really positive shift. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a good thing. Um, all right, let me sneak in on ask you, as an expert in this field, give me three or four items of lingerie and um, perhaps, you know, fashion that complements it, uh, that should be 
in everyone's um, in everyone's closet or drawers. Hmm, good question. Um, these days, I find that most people tend to wear tights over stockings. Mm -hmm. um, I I cannot get on board with that. I think everybody should own uh, a good pair of stockings, a pair mm -hmm. of stockings that makes you feel absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, but they're also, you know, quite practical. So for me, there's a pair by um, Gypsy, mm -hmm. which are seam stockings, but they are comfortable and they last. And I own, at any one time, I have at least five pairs of those in my drawer. Uh, and as soon as I go through one, I, I immediately order another. So mm -hmm. a good pair of stockings, I think, is absolutely essential. And of course, to go with that, um, you're going to need a good suspender belt. I get a little bit obsessive about suspender belts. I think um, I know a lot of women that don't own a single one. Um, but for me, they're something that I really love. And nobody else has to know that I'm wearing it. It's kind of mm -hmm. almost laundry that's just for me. Because people can assume that I'm wearing tights or they can make whatever function they want. But for me, taking the time to pick out a suspender belt, put it on, make sure everything is sitting comfortably... And when I'm out, wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I know that I've kind of uh, dressed up for myself because it's not something that's untrue to everybody else. And mm -hmm. having that on a kind of daily basis is just a really good um, reminder that I am also doing things for myself. Mm -hmm. um, I think to add to those, you have to have a pair of go-to heels. Uh, heels that are pretty but comfy. For me, I have incredibly small feet and can never find shoes to fit. So they always have to have a nice little ankle strap uh, to keep them on. <laughs> but a good pair of shoes goes a long way. And then having a lot of jewellery options. Mm -hmm. So I think you can change any look just by adding big earrings, small earrings, necklace, jewellery. I think that can change a whole outfit. So those would be my four staple items. Are you a um bodysuit girl or not so much well you touched on something earlier which is i do a lot of rope so i do a lot of um education about rope um mm -hmm. i do a lot of performance work that kind of thing and whilst i don't tend to wear bodysuits that much for day-to-day -day, um life mm -hmm. whenever i do rope i almost always wear a bodysuit because they are so practical so mm -hmm. comfortable and they can also look quite sexy so yeah for that particularly i really love bodysuits oh there you go um let's talk a little about um to get a little bit more information on you how about a guilty pleasure what is a guilty pleasure for scarlet rose it can be a food can be watching a certain television show whatever is your guilty pleasure what's one of your guilty pleasures that you would share with us today that is a hard question, actually. Mm, this is probably going to sound really predictable, um, but <laughs> um, sometimes if I'm feeling like kind of a bit sad or a bit kind mm -hmm. of low and moping around the house, and the one way to kind of really cheer myself up is to go and put on a kind of vintage uh, negligee or robe right uh, lounge about the house in that so even if i'm watching my like 
crappy TV shows or eating ice cream or popcorn or whatever right. I'm doing, if I do it in some fancy robe, that right. makes me feel like a princess. So no matter how rubbish a day I've had or whatever else is going on in my life, if I can put on a beautiful piece of underwear, then mm -hmm. it really cheers me up. You know, it's funny. I've had so many of the presenters come on and say um, something that you brought on earlier. And that was, I, you know, they always wear, they say the most important thing to them is to start off the day wearing underwear that they love because it does they feel as if there's it's not spoiling themselves is in is would not necessarily be the way they would put it but but having dressing nice for themselves as i believe you touched on earlier yeah sets I think, their whole day off as on the right foot yes i think i don't know about in america but i think in the uk at the minute there's a big focus on self-care and what is self-care mm -hmm. yeah. and that's it definitely falls into this category so I think yeah starting the day off wearing something that is for you that is not necessarily for anybody that you're going to meet that day mm -hmm. not for anybody in the outside world but just for you I think that's um one of the ways that I look after myself definitely do you what's a comfort food whenever you want to just relax and chill and watch Netflix or do whatever what is it that Scarlet likes to just eat. So don't judge me for this. I'm not judging. I'm I have but, no I, I'm not in a position to judge. I have some bizarre, you know, uh favorite foods myself. So there's no or bizarre combinations, I should say. Go ahead. <laughs> go for it. So my favorite food is um jam sandwiches with okay crisps in between so okay. something like uh, salt and vinegar crisps or prawn uh -huh. cocktail crisps so jam mm -hmm. sandwich with crisps in between is my favorite 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 snack and when I say this everybody looks at me like I'm really weird until I make them try it and everybody that I have made try jam and crisp sandwiches have never gone back so yeah well, really if you like that. if you like sweet and salt exactly. it's there yeah. So what's what's wrong with that? Yeah. So sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> uh, I'll give well, it a try at lunch. I'll you know I'll give it a try at lunch. I will go forth and see what I can come up with um, from that <laughs> standpoint. We'll we'll have a little jam crisps sandwich and see how that goes. How? But your favorite? Uh, what do you like to watch when you watch television? I like to watch um I just watched a really good uh series which was called Gentleman Jack oh yeah if you if it will come out in America at all mm -hmm. um, but it's a a kind of story of Ann Lister um and it's an awesome story Pardon? it's an awesome story yeah 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 and for me just like Oh, I love anything that has beautiful costumes, mm -hmm. anything that has a non-standard storyline. So anything right. that is like um, queer or mm -hmm. uh, non-monogamous or mm -hmm. anything like that, that is just kind of an under theme. That's right. something that I really enjoy. Uh, Sensei was beautiful for that. Scarlett, you know, 
on Instagram, you've uh, done some really interesting uh, work with regards to a couple of issues that you're passionate about. Why don't you share some of that with us now, if you could? Yeah, so something that I, I guess I just generally like to raise a bit of awareness towards is uh, a medical condition called endometriosis. It's something that I struggle with a lot, and it is something that affects uh, one in 10 women. Um, yeah, unfortunately, there doesn't actually seem to be that much research on it, and currently there is no cure whatsoever. So yeah, I just, I guess, um, I wanted to say that whilst it can be an incredibly debilitating disease, um, it also is something that I'm quite passionate about spreading awareness for and also proving uh, as a kind of, <laughs> I'm not going to swear on your podcast, but you know, you get the idea. You can swear, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I guess just as a big fuck you, I really like to say, you know what, I have a very, you know, often severe medical condition. It's a chronic condition, but I still manage to live my life to the absolute fullest. And whenever my health lets me, I travel, I do things, I push my body. And I just would really like to share that and support other women that have endometriosis uh, or other people that have a uterus that have endometriosis. And yeah, just raise a bit of awareness. So if you've never heard of it, maybe go look it up. Uh, do a little bit of research and the more it gets talked about hopefully the more people will get to know what the condition is and eventually maybe one day we'll have a cure all right okay scarlet we are in the shameless plug category here um tell us about your instagram your only fans anything you want to tell us about on how to follow you on social media okay so I guess the first thing to point out is that I spell my name in a slightly unique way. So everything um, that, wait, if you want to search for Scarlet, you have to search S-C-A-R-L-O-T. So it's a little bit of an unusual spelling. Um, my Instagram is scarlet.rose, or you can follow me on Twitter as scarlet underscore rose. Um, and for anybody that is a fan and is looking for to find my content, you can find me on OnlyFans forward slash Scarlet Rose. I also have many other sites such as Bentbox and many vids and that kind of thing. Um, but if you follow me on Instagram, you can ask me any questions. You can direct to any of my other places. Um, yeah, I do a lot of things. Basically, come and follow me on Instagram and... I'm happy to point you in whatever direction it is that you want to find my work. Well, I will say someone who follows you on Instagram, I highly recommend you follow Scarlett on Instagram. It is a fun ride. Uh, she takes you many places all around <laughs> the world with you. She shares with you some, uh, some interesting, uh, some interesting dishes that she tests along the way. And uh, it's, it's part travel guide and part, just fun. Uh, Scarlett is a fun follow on Instagram. Highly recommend. So thanks so much for joining us. It's been a treat. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been really nice to chat. Special thanks to our guest today, Scarlett Rose, joining us from the UK. By all means, check Scarlett out on all of her social media, as well as OnlyFans. And of course, we want you to go out and check out Scarlett's wonderful reviews 
on Lingerie Lowdown, the website. Okay. All righty. That about does it this time around for this edition of Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. For the entire team here at Lingerie Lowdown, I'm Jim Williams saying thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Oh, 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 oh.